Good evening and welcome to Conversations with Crystal. I'm your hostess Crystal and this evening I have an absolutely fantastic guest lined up for you. It's Tony Cheney from Blues on the Water Cruises. Everybody please welcome Tony Cheney. How are you Tony? Good Crystal and hope everybody else is too. I'm well. doing really well. Thanks, Tony. Look, um, I've seen you around for quite a while and I think that what you do for the industry, the blues industry and the music industry is nothing short of amazing. You always go above and beyond and I've heard it said many times about you what a lovely, genuine no, man you are. thanks, Crystal. Look, you know... Um, uh, you know, we were so lucky that my parents decided to immigrate here in 1954. There was three three kids back then. I'm the eldest of the three. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like to give back to the country because the country's been so good to me, you know, the country and its people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know the biggest thing that you do, or one of the biggest things, because there's many, is blues on the water cruises, which I think is an absolutely fantastic thing. Now, Tony, what was the idea behind getting blues on the water cruises going? Okay, so, you know, I I come from a rock background originally, right? And, you know, even the blues we play in, in the band, in the Ark Riders, it's blues rock. So answering your question, um, when I decided to move to blues, um, I'd spent a lot of time with Rick Lum, like uh, from Hush, Yes. if you remember Hush. Yes. And, um, you know, we used to um, do many gigs together. Uh, And funny enough, when I joined my first blues band, Rick had joined the same band a week earlier. Oh. You know, as, as, as their bass player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because we were all new, the, the whole six of us, because there was um, six members in the Gin House Blues Band, um, we didn't know who to contact for gigs. So, you know, we knocked on a few doors, a, a few little hotels and started that way. Mm-hmm. But then, to answer your question with... Um, the, the Harbour Cruise, um, we heard that there was a boat, the Rocks Rhythm Boat, and they were putting live music um, on. So what you had to do is you had to hire the boat and basically get your own, um, you know, your own fan base uh, or, you know, get people interested in doing it yeah Mm. into doing a cruise Mm -hmm. um and that's how we started and that was successful for 20 whole years wow Um, yeah back then there was no internet and it was like all word of mouth but we were a lot younger and you know um that's a great achievement great achievement yeah, yeah 20 years so then when the gin house blues band finally folded after 20 years um leah said to me uh well that's the end of an era and i i just shook my head and said no she goes what do you mean no like the band split i said yes i said but whether i'm playing on that cruise or not it's such a good day out that I'm going to come up with an idea to keep it going. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So I took some time out and one day Blues on the Water came in my head and I thought, wow, what a great name. Yes, But I bet you, you know, with a name like that, it's got to be registered. And I Googled and guess what? It It wasn't registered. So I immediately registered it and thought, I said to Leah, well, We've got the name. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to put Australia's best blues bands um, on. And as Blues on the Water, um, it's been another 10 years come January 2024. So, you know, in about four months' time or so, 
it would have been 10 years of blues on the water and 20 years um, as the Gin House Blues Band gig. So 30 years altogether. Congratulations. That is a great achievement. It really, really is. Now, no, thank you. I'd like to know, were you going to have a birthday party for your 10 years? Look, um, there, there will. Uh, we've got Lloyd Spiegel. That's going to be like, we're flying Lloyd up from um, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the trio now. Um, so that's going to be on the oh, – let, let me re- – it's the 20th of uh, January. Now, Lloyd is like one of the finest musicians in the world. Um, and, you know, he always um, sells out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be mm-hmm. our special – 30th anniversary birthday. Oh, 30th anniversary, excuse me. I said 10 years, I beg your pardon. Well, no, well, <clears throat> well it's 10 years of, of blues on the water, water but I'm, combined, I'm combining the whole lot, you know. We've been on Sydney Harbour for 30 years. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm saying the 30th anniversary. Um, of its inception. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's going to be... 30th anniversary t-shirts etc yeah oh people will love that i'm sure when can they yeah. when are the tickets going on sale and where can they purchase people purchase them from so um at the moment we've got dom turner's rural blues project on sale um and that's on the 7th of october this is all off the top of my head now yeah um and then we've got the Bondi Cigars on the 18th of December. So it'll go on sale after the cigars. We never put, um, you know, two gigs on sale at of the one time. Not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so answering your question once again, um, I would say that after the 18th of um, December. November. November. <laughs> yeah. Did I say November? I'm not sure. It, sorry. It is November. November, yeah. yeah. That's when Lloyd's tickets will go on sale. Okay, that's cool. And Bondi Cigars, they've been around forever and and I know Al and he's a gentleman. He's the best gentleman ever. Oh, look, you know, Al and I go back 30 years now and actually you mentioned PJ um, before we went to air. Um, PJ and Al were part of the Gin House Blues Band, like, so Al would be doing it in between his Bondi Cigars gigs, right? Yeah. And PJ, and I, I think we spent about four and a half years together as a unit. Wow. And it was a really good unit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, PJ's just one of those players that, you know, you just stand yeah. there and go, oh, my God, where's that coming from? I know. I'm actually going to his birthday party at, the butcher's brew i think it's next month yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so tony uh what what who or what was your earliest influence or inspiration to for music okay so you know i was born in 51 so when we um immigrated here from malta and i was eight years old i can remember um hearing this song and it, it was the first song that ever pricked my ears up and i remember because i was only um you know obviously eight years old mm-hmm. the, 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 we had one of those um radios with the round dial and i remember getting a stool and standing and putting my ear up against the radio and it was elvis presley's teddy bear oh, so elvis wow. was my first inspiration um, and then, you know, um, in, 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 in the early sixties, um, you know, not early sixties, um, when was it? it was about 69, I think 68, 69 Hendrix came along and blew my mind. Um, I think he blew everybody's mind, even his yeah, own. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they were my earliest inspirations. And then um, come 85, I d- discovered a guy called Rory Gallagher yep. who 
from 85 on, you know, he's, he's like he passed away quite a few years ago now, about 32 years ago. Um, but he is my favourite guitar player. Wow. So, yeah, that, they're the three people that really blew me away. Now, did you have music at home? Were your parents musical? Maybe your mum sang or, you know, was there music in the home apart from the radio? Look, mum and mum and dad were never musicians, um, but they absolutely loved music. Um, and I think that was, that was one thing that helped me, um, you know, really get into music. I mean, I, I remember dad buying a, a piano and accordion at one time and giving that a shot. Um, but, you know, the other thing I can remember is when we um, came, uh, not the first time we came here, because we ended up going back to Malta and coming back, but the second time, if there was anything on the boat, because the boat took six weeks to get here, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it was a pantomime or anything to do with music even with music they they just be, be, you know auditioned to be part of it so oh, wow. yeah they my parents both loved music oh that's yeah. fantastic yeah so when did you do you play guitar i gather no i don't i was always too lazy my father <gasps> bought me a guitar my father bought me a keyboard and guess what i just wanted to chase women <laughs> <laughs> So, so lucky, lucky I've got a little bit of a singing voice, but till this day, I really regret it because if I could give anything, I'd love to play guitar. I'd love to play guitar. Do you know the girls all love a guitarist that can sing? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and they'd love my young guy because um, the reason I um, – reformed the arc riders my current band mm-hmm. um is because i found a young english guy who was 20 he's just turned 21 his name is ewan lund oh ewan lund oh my god and yeah well you you've just you know you've just reacted and everybody reacts like you have just done crystal and that's why i reformed the band yeah look i saw ewan playing uh with another band previously and i just yes. went uh, like PJ, I just went, oh my god, it's it's he's one of those players again that you can be standing outside and hear the guitar playing and go, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, that's right. He has yeah. a very distinctive voice, and he's so young. How old did you say? Twenty, twenty. No, he was he was twenty, and he just turned twenty one about oh, less than two months ago. Yeah, twenty one, yeah. and to have such a uh, gift as that. A gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Look, I think you picked a good person. Well, the the thing is that I had an Argentinian guitar player before you you and um 7 years ago and then I, I I was completely destroyed when they wouldn't give him and his wife um visas and they were the two nicest people on earth. You you couldn't meet nicer people. Yeah. And I just bought the axe down on the band because he, his name was um Juan Pablo Ordonez, and he played as good as his name sounds. Wow. <laughs> and um, I just bought the axe, and it wasn't until Ewan come along, seven years later, that I thought, okay, this is this is the time to reform the band now. Yeah, and perfect. I can't, I can't wait because um, on, um, on the 30th, which is not long now of um, September, we're doing Blues on the Water with – chase the sun so oh yeah right that, that's going to be really good yeah wow that's fantastic i don't know whether i can get this to air before then unfortunately oh look Although, it's sold out it's sold oh, out, sold out. well that solves yeah. that problem <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um and, and so people can go on to blues on the cruise website and book and get tickets for the different events on there i gather so look at the moment we're, we're um having a few problems with the website. Hopefully it'll be fixed up in the next week or so, but they can go to the Blues on the Water Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a if 
if if they're interested in in the Dom Turner cruise, there's still tickets for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I say to people, Crystal, is if you can look me in the eye and tell me you haven't had one of the best afternoons of your life, then I'll refund your money back. And I really mean that. Yeah, and that's... that's why I've been doing it for thirty years. People have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I bet you never once, never once people have said they haven't had a good time. Never. 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 No. It's just people that come on for the first time go, oh, how come I, you've been going for 30 years, how come I didn't know about this before? Well, you know, I'm afraid the blue scene is small. Yes. And unless, unless you're in it or somebody introduces you to it, yeah. then, you know, you're not going to find out that easily because no. you know gone are the days where you could put ads in newspapers news uh, music magazines etc yes unfortunately eh? Yeah. unfortunately yeah. um and what i found is that we we have such a lovely lovely blues community with such fantastic people in it but it's yeah. just not known enough i know look and this is why you know, I'm, I, I need to get an army of people because, like, I'm one person. Mm. But I'm really – look, I'm, I'm 72 next month and there's just no stopping me. Yeah. Um, I just want to see a – look, I went to the – I was invited to, to Melbourne um, um, last – the week before last because I was lucky enough to get into Paul, Paul Pauline Bailey's Blues Portrait, mm-hmm. Volumes 1 to 4. And at the same time, the, the Blues Challenge was on for Memphis. Yeah. And honest to God, they've got such a great scene. And if we can get a scene half as good as them, I'd be happy, you know. Oh, definitely. So, what, what do you think the difference is, Tony? Why look, is it that it's so huge in Melbourne, but yeah. um, maybe not so huge here? Look. You know, the easy answer to that one is they're a lot more supportive in Melbourne. You okay. know, mm. and 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 um, they just, you know, if I had, I, I was just so blown away with the Melbourne Blues Society that they went beyond what was required, and you know, I'd I'd, I'd give them a twelve out of ten. Oh wow! Um, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's how good it was. You know? Is there anybody yeah. down there you would like to specifically give a shout out to? In Melbourne, yeah. Oh, look, you know, there's there's um, the, the, there's John Collier. Um, he's part of the the scene there, um, the the society, um, and he's actually flown a couple of times um, to see bands that he likes on Blues on the Water. Fantastic. Um, you know, there's Jesse Valanche and God, so many, so many, so many people um, that are doing such a great job there in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I think that, you know, everybody should get get behind the blues movement in Sydney and, you know, not let Melbourne win. Well, the thing is, I've, I've had this idea because, you know, I – I don't – there's not a day goes by where I don't get, you know, at least one idea. Yeah. And my idea to support not only the musicians but the venues, the small venues, you know, that like the Butcher's Brew in Dulwich Hill. Yes. You know, like Caroline does a great job. The thing is I've got this thing in my head, blues buddy, you know, and it, it's to get an army of blues lovers that – we can say, okay, look, today PJ O'Brien's playing at um, Butcher's Brew. Let's all go and support him, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a door deal. So yeah. that's what they get paid, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and and do this with especially the smaller venues, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, you know, are sometimes struggling. But, you know, if I can get an army of, like 200 people then uh, which shouldn't be hard really no. and you know not only not only support view blues venues but just say okay you know let's let's also have a night out 
here and let's go for dinner there. You mix it up a bit, but 80% of it will be supporting blues music, you know? that's fantastic. I love that idea. And as a matter of fact, uh, you must be a little bit psychic, Tony, because I had that idea myself about adding like an extra day in the week where I would have people send me all their stuff and promote, you know, do a show just promoting. So, yeah, but I haven't yeah. I haven't got that far as to make that a reality yet, but um, that was my idea as well. So I think yeah. where if two people are having that same thought, then I reckon more people are having that same thought. Well, yeah, let, let, let's hope so. The thing is too that there isn't enough work for musicians to be working as regular as once uh, there was, right? So if those musicians on their day, on their day or nights off, nights off, go and support each other as well as the punters, then you know that that also helps. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I know myself having people that you know come to your gig and go, "Oh, I thought we'd just drop in and see, you know, watch your show for a while." That lifts you up. That makes you feel really good. 100%, 100%, Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, like um, and and you know um, you're always grateful for that support. As you absolutely, know. absolutely. So, yeah. Tony, what was the first band you sang in? Would it have been Geezer? No, no. Um, way before Geezer, because um it was 1967 so i was 16 yeah and what happened was uh, i I've, I've always most of my life i've had a day gig so i um I, I i i got off the train with my i just moved in with my cousin to be closer to my work because i was traveling quite a few hours to get to work mm-hmm. and um I, we got off the train and I started singing an Elvis song for some reason on the way home. We, we had about a kilometre and a half to, to walk home. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you haven't got a bad voice. And I said, oh, you reckon? He goes, <laughs> uh, he said, um, do you want to join the band? I said, what band? Because I didn't know he played guitar. Right. He said, well, I play rhythm guitar because I don't forget I just – moved in with them mm-hmm. um i play rhythm guitar and my mate my mate is um the the lead guitarist and if you want to join you can be the singer and we just have to find a rhythm section and like god <laughs> I, I went i'm in you know absolutely anyway, anyway we found a couple of guys a rhythm section that had been together for a little while and um in those days, you could rehearse in the garage because um, they, they were on acreage anyway. And um, the first song I ever sung was Gloria by them. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we got through that and a couple of others and uh, the band was formed. We, 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 ch- we chose to call ourselves the Playboys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course... As you might know, there was already we found out there was already a Playboys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, then, then I, um, I took a bit of time out and came came up with an original name called, um, which was the Verb. You know, because back in those days it was them. You know, um, and and that kind of thing. Uh, the Beatles, of course, and mm-hmm. so I came up with the Verb. So the Verb was the very first band, mm-hmm. and then um, after that, it was um, I had some time out because um, life. I I got <laughs> married young, and then um, in seventy uh, sorry seventy three, um, I thought I'll oh, blow this. You know, I I want to join a a gigging band because mm. we were in the Verb. We were rehearsing more than you know playing um playing and um i i you could look in the sydney morning herald on sundays and they'd be ads for musicians and this this band were looking for a singer 
and they're only like about five kilometers away. Mm-hmm. So I went there and I went there with my mate and they said, look, you made us to stay outside. And I thought, oh, okay, this has got to be serious. And I got the gig and that was Giza. Yeah. Oh, that was Giza. Now was yeah. Ray in it already when you joined? Ray? Ray Falzon. Falzon, yeah, he was. So um, what happened, they were called Solid Axe and, and – they were changing it to Giza when I, when I joined. Right. Yeah, so Ray Ray was there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a great friend of mine, Ray. I, I adore him. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I haven't seen him for a while. You know, he keeps on, like, I've been saying, oh, I've mentioned a couple of times to catch up, but um, Life. I think Life the only time known. I saw him was at Terry Holiday's um, at, at funeral, who obviously went to replace... Um, well, he, Alan replaced me and then Terry replaced um, Alan. Yeah. yeah. So after Geezer, what band did you go on to from there? So after Geezer, um, I, I, I wasn't having a good trot at home. You know, my marriage was in um, tatters. Oh, sorry to um, hear that. Oh, well, you know, that, that, that's how, how things go, unfortunately. But... So my wife was really happy that um, I'd finished up in Giza because what happened was they were having a um, a change, a music change, and I I didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. They were going to become like more commercial, and good luck to them because they went on to do well. Mm-hmm. But I was I I decided to manage a band called Dorian Gray, oh. and anyway, um, what happened was. I bought Steve Rondo, who used to manage Giza, because we were still mates, mm-hmm. and um, just to have a listen and let me know what it, what his thoughts were. Anyway, the 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 um, the vocalist took a tantrum and um, just stormed out of the rehearsal. Wow! And I was really embarrassed. And I said to the guys later on, I said, "Has he done that before?" Oh, yeah. He, He's done it quite a few times. And I said, well, if you want me to manage you, you get rid of him. You know, we're not having that. No. Anyway, they got rid of him. And then a week later, I got a phone call saying, Tony, look, as well as managing us, would you would you like to, to, to sing oh, in the nice. band? Oh, nice, nice. So, so I, I joined and that was the end of my marriage. Yeah, right. But it, but it was, it was you know, it wasn't going that well. It hadn't been going on well for about three years so yeah so it was Dorian Gray after that yeah right (laughs) and um so you've got a current band which is Ark Riders yeah so you know I would really say that this is the my dream band because you know um fine and and even the original Ark Riders um with one um that was my dream band and um, this is a continuation because this lineup is just as good and um, I'm, I'm lucky to have Tony Boyd who was the Ark Riders drummer. He's still on board. Oh, fantastic. Uh, on... He's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. And he, he his mate is Christian Young mm-hmm. and they've been playing together as a, as a rhythm section for like 16 years. So... I'm, I'm blessed with having that rhythm section. And then when we were doing the um, 30th, uh, sorry, the 20th anniversary of Gin House Blues Band, um, a young guy was on board, um, young Mickey, Mickey Dunn, and um, he came up, had a bit of a jam, and next thing I asked him to, to join the band. So... You know, we've got a 21-year-old guitar player and a 23-year-old um, keyboard player that keep 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 me on my toes anyway. Oh, that's fantastic. And, Tony, I think yeah. you need keeping on your toes. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're a little 100%. cheeky. And I know. Yeah. So have yeah. you got a funny story for me from any gig that you've been that you've performed at or that you've been to or from maybe the Blues Cruise? A funny story. Yeah, because I'm sure there's quite a few. Oh, God, you know what? I'm I'm sure there is too, but, um, you know, 
nothing jumps to mind, unfortunately. Um, one thing that does jump to mind is um, we were playing Beaches Hotel at the Rule. It's a great hotel. Yes. Um, and, you know, in, in, the, in the beautiful part of the world, the Rule. Anyway, um, I I had Jan Reinsart, um because I used to manage Jan um, when he was like 16. I came across him and, um, you know, I was managing him and then he became part of the Gin House Blues Band mm -hmm. and we were playing at Beaches Hotel and all of a sudden these two guys um, started getting stuck into his mate, like right in front of the stage. Oh. And I jumped off the stage first and Yarn followed me. <laughs> <laughs> so one minute we're there playing and next minute it was like, I mean, you know, it didn't get that ugly or anything like that, but you know, um, but yeah, so that that's the funniest thing I can think of at the moment. You know, one minute, one minute playing on stage, next minute two of us sleeping, and the stage, you know, was a it's, it was a decent high. Yeah, uh, yeah, but anyway, because both like it was just like. No, you, you're not going to do that to our friend, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how would you say, Tony, that the uh, music scene in general, not just blues but the music scene in general, has changed over the last 30 years? Do you think it's in a positive way? Is it more refined? Uh, do people behave better? Or was it more rowdy and people just... Is it rowdy now? I don't believe it's rowdy now. No, no. It's, not at it's all. Not, not my, not from my point of view. No, that's right because, I mean, we're all older now, you know, and hopefully a little bit more sensible. Um, <laughs> and I say hopefully because there, there, there is that, you know, um, one or 2% that aren't. But anyway, most of us are, are pretty sensible. You know, you can't beat days gone by i mean god you know geezer was my first professional band and in those days you played in halls like hornsby police boys club curl curl youth center the cabramatta um and the ukrainian white eagle halls all all those places now th there'd be three bands on a bill You'd be opening up, like you, you'll be on a bill with Sherbet. We we, we did Ariel. We did Ted Muller again. Oh. We did so many Chained, Lardy Dars, Band of Light, and you'd play to two thousand people. You know, yeah, yeah. and even if you were the first band on, the kids would be screaming like you were the the, the headliner. Yeah, you right. Know? Um, so you really can't beat those days, and in in those days. You know, there was no, it was not, wasn't alcohol. It was soft drinks, etc. So they, it was pretty. Everybody was pretty cool. But then, if you, if you had to um, go back to, you know, um, well, look, blues, blues. When it comes to blues, getting back to blues, yeah, the audiences are pretty cool. You know, you don't get a lot of trouble. If you get trouble, it's usually from a blues fan that's bought a mate because, you know, they're catching up or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, he's not really a blues fan. So, um, yeah, people that are into blues are usually, you know, fine. More, and, um, more refined, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going back to rock and maybe the, the 70s and the 80s, um, yeah, look, you know, people tend to drink a bit a bit too much or whatever and, you know, sometimes get out of control. Yeah. But th these days, look, you know, the the average age is probably 50 to 65. Yeah. Um, and you'll get, a, you know, you get some 40, 40 45-year-olds, whatever, but that, they're the main ages. So... You know, usually people are pretty good. Yeah, I believe that too. What do you think that we can do as a movement, a blue, the blues movement, what do you think we can do to attract younger audiences? 
And and number two, to get venues not just playing rock but including blues bands as well? Look, you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's I, I find because, you know, like I love young musicians and I try when I come across a young musician, like I don't know if you've heard of Lil G. Yes, L-I-L. I yeah. yeah, so we had her on Blues on the Water and I always try to help these people as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but what you'll find is that the young people that, are interested in blues, it's been handed down from their parents. Yes. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I wish I had the answer to how, you know, that you just asked, how could we get um, young people into blues? Um, and, and unfortunately I don't because every, every um, young person that I've ever met um, – has been encouraged by their parents and they're usually a musician. Um, yes. You'll never, I don't think I've seen young people um, come to blues gigs that don't play or not many anyway, or yeah. they might have come with their blues musician, young blues musician, musician friend, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, What's interesting what was, to me is uh, we played at the Annandale like literally just before COVID. We were the right. Crystal Blues Band in those days. And right. um, young, they were really young, just walking by on the sidewalk. And um, yeah. people were saying to me, have a go at these people, these kids out there dancing. And I'm like, oh, how cool is that? Come inside and dance. You know, just yeah. don't, don't walk on by. Come on inside. Yeah, look, you know, um, I have seen that happen where, you know, um, where was I recently? I'm, I, I was, oh, that's right. I, I, I was supporting some friends who were playing the Piermont Bridge Hotel. Yeah. And, you know, people are just walking by because it's an afternoon gig, the blues gig there. Mm-hmm. And they just, they, they just wander in because, um, you know, it's free. Um, and, and yeah, you can you can see there wasn't a lot of young people in there, but you could see these. And I think they were tourists, but they wandered in and they were loving it, you know. Yeah. So it, it does happen, but um, I don't know if it happens on a regular on a basis. Regular, yeah. Regular, yeah basis yeah it's funny isn't it um it's well not funny but very interesting to me that there's so many cover bands out there rock cover bands and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i you know i don't mind the odd one myself but um it, it just seems that 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 drive people have for that doesn't fall over to blues and it's it's such a shame i you know yeah yeah, Crystal. You know, people like familiar fam, familiarity. You know, and yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they like listening to what's on the radio, and um, you know, you know, you know the the different um, cover bands. Um, and but you know, having said that, a lot of those bands aren't working anywhere near as what they used to. Because I've got a friend, and he. He used to, um, well, I've got a few friends that worked in rock bands and they're just doing solos now because guess what? They get a lot more work instead of having to split, you know, say five ways, five ways, they go out there and they're making, I kid you not, 400, sometimes $500, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I could um... never do that because I want to play what I love to play, you know. I'm not doing it for the money. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've always had a day gig. But, you know, some of these um, guys are, you know, wholly and solely musicians. And, you know, um, if, if, if they're going to basically make a living out of it, they've got to do, you know, um, as much as they can to, to 
to well, earn bread money. on the table. And Absolutely. So that's what they do. They do two or three solo gigs, and they're getting you know, twelve hundred, twelve hundred for the three gigs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and less hassle trying to organise four or five exactly. people. Exactly. They've only got to worry about themselves. Yeah. You know? yeah. And is it? It's such a shame though that that's come to that. I know. You know, know, because what what we love to play is blues. I absolutely adore it. That's you know our yeah. our groove, my husband and I. And right. um, but do we get gigs doing that? No. Yeah, I know, I know. And the thing is, you know, um, as you might know, um, since COVID, a lot of gigs have popped up. Small gigs, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe how many gigs are in Marrickville. Yes. Um, but they're small gigs. They're not equipped for bands. And, you know, if you want to play there, they're going to offer you 450 You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Hey, you know, you know um, and, and, you know, mm. if people do it, it's because of the frustration that there's no gigs out there. And, look, you know, let's treat it. It's better than paying a hundred dollars to go rehearse and let, let's just do the gig you know yeah look I, I find that too where it's like I'm trying to push our band yeah. and they go oh a band and I'm like yeah and they're like oh do you have a duo and I go yeah. well yeah we do and they're like oh well we'll book that yeah like no look uh, yeah it, I know it gets know. kind of a gets very frustrating um I wish the venues because uh they they have money coming in from punters, right? That are they're going yeah. to especially places like, for example, Parramatta or the inner city or wherever. They have their regular clientele that are going to come in after work anyway or on the weekend. So they'll they'll get money from all those punters. I mean, drinks twelve bucks for a drink for a beer. I know. You know. know. So, but they don't want to play pay a band. Yeah, and I'm not having Look, to go because I want to work, but um, it's quite frustrating. I don't quite understand the dynamics of why. Yeah, we well, yeah, this is the other reason I'd like to get Blues Buddy happening, and you know, like because if if a, a band plays a venue and it's a door deal, then you know, and you know, some of these venues only hold. 50 people, they're only small. Yes. But if you can get people to pay $20, you know, and and get 50 people in there, then that band is going to make a reasonable wage, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. And if if we all support one another, then it, 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 it could be a healthy scene. I think like, so, yeah. Like, like Melbourne. But, you know, I mean, I, I, that's why I'm trying to get um, gig buddy off off the ground, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think but, we can do that by this kind of medium, you know. And also, um, uh, uh, there's other ways. Uh, I have some ideas in my head for other ways as well. So maybe we need to talk about that later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I'm 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 grateful for anybody that comes forward and and wants to be a part of, you know. Um, yeah. The idea of, of making Sydney a bigger and better blues community. Yeah, I think it needs yeah. to be because we've got excellent musicians and, you know, there's not one person in the blues scene I could say that I don't love. Yeah, right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're all accommodating, they're all kind, genuine um, and great musicians. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, so and now recording. So, in your time as uh, being in different bands, have you guys yeah. have you recorded your songs? Uh, have they been original songs? Have they been covers? What? How did it kind of manifest? So, just before I formed the Ark Riders, and that was seven years ago, right? I I thought to myself because I've been in the business now 57 years. Wow. So I was coming to my 50th year in the business. And I, you know, I, said, I said to myself, because don't forget, you know, because of my 
European background, you know, I've always worked. Um, I've always had a day gig. Yeah. But, but I, I was coming up to my 50th year and I'm going, Tony, okay, you've got a few demo tapes and we recorded an EP, but you, you really need to have an album. It's been 50 years. So on my walks, I started like thinking and I end up um, writing six, uh, five songs and then um, and it was the first time I'd had to go out writing and mm-hmm. then my granddaughter had a song and so we, we recorded that. Um, so what happened was when I had those songs plus I gave, gave you know, some favourites like Peter Green from the original Fleetwood yes, Mac, yes, Rory yes, Gallagher yes. tunes. Um, but we put our own spin, but I didn't have a band. So then um, Ryan, the bass player from Chase the Sun, had just got, um, had a studio happening in the Blue Mountains. He just got it together. I think I was the third person in there. And he said, Tony, why don't you use us as the core band? So I used Chase the Sun. I was lucky enough to have Chase the Sun as the core band. Oh, and then cool. we brought in Cass Eager, who's a dear friend of mine. She did some backing vocals. And then we were lucky enough to get Lockie Dolly and, you know, put some tracks, key tracks on there. Yeah. So, um, and that ended up going to um, number one on the Australian Blues and Roos charts. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it entered at number five, and the next, the next, um, the next month because they're monthly, um, it went to number one. So I was, you know, extremely happy with that. And now with the the new Ark Riders, um, once we get this gig over um, on the on the thirtieth with Chase the Sun, um, we actually start getting together and. Um, penning a few songs and, and hopefully have them all recorded before the end of the year and then do a, a little um, tour to promote it um, around probably March, I'm thinking, at this stage, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So had you toured earlier on in your career at all? Or will this yeah, be? Yeah, you have? Excellent. Yeah. And where whereabouts did you go? So, look, it's mainly been, you know, up north, um, Newcastle, um, Canberra, um, down south as, as far as um, uh, probably a bit further than Milton. I've never gone interstate, but with the new band, um, you know, I've got connections now. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing is, we'll, we'll, you'd go down there and do three gigs, but the bottom line is, you're doing it to promote your band, you're not really going to come back with, you know, a pocket full of money. You know what I'm saying? No, because well, that was, pay, yeah, that was my next question. Does it pay well? No, because, you know, once again, you're going to be lucky to get six to $800 gigs. Yeah. Um, and you, you, Personally, I wouldn't go. I know some people that do, but I'm not going to go down there for less than three gigs. No, so let's no. say you get, let's say you get two eight hundred dollars and a six hundred dollar. What's that? Twenty two hundred. Yeah. Um. So by the time, you know, if you're lucky, they might put you up with a com, but you still got your petrol. You still got to feed yourself. So. And if they don't put you up with a com, you're going to come back with virtually not much at all, yeah, if anything. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. But you do it because you love music and it's a bit, it's still at my age, it's still an adventure. You know? Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I always say to my husband, I say, I've just had a call from a country town. Want, yep. to, want to go on a road trip? And he'll go, I don't even care how much it pays, let's go. That's right, because you treat it as a paid holiday. That's absolutely, how I like to think about it. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, I was lucky um, for, I think, four, four years. 
we we used I we used to do there was a pub there uh, in Mudgee, and we used to do Blues Explosion. So they'd put us up for um, two nights. Um, we'd get there the night three nights actually. We'd get there the night before. They'd put us up for three nights. They'd feed us, you know, and they even paid us reasonably there. Yeah, you know, fantastic. So, so we, we just treated it as, as a a paid holiday, you know, and that's really the way you got to look at it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to work um, regular or even go into state, because once upon a time I had. You know, Mason Rack, I had um, Dream Boogie and a lot of other bands coming from interstate. Not anymore because why? It doesn't pay. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. A lot of those guys have got day gigs now where once upon a time they didn't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a shame, eh? Yeah. What a shame. Uh, but, but that's what it's come to, you know? And, you know, we do have up and coming young blues musicians. Yes. But, I'm thinking, well, in, put it this way, in Sydney, with, you know, like what young audience are they going to have? Because as we said earlier on, we're not getting a lot of young people into the, into the blues, you no, know? No, no. That, that, that actually go out there and listen to blues. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, um, but, you know, a lot of the young people that, I see coming up are really talented, and guess what? They're if if they're serious, they're going to go to the states or somewhere like that because you know that's where. I mean, do you know Kim Churchill? Yeah. So I gave Kim Churchill one of his first gigs. The guy doesn't stop touring Canada and and Europe now. Yeah. He, he's hardly ever in Australia. Yeah. I was talking to George Regardis last night, and he yeah. said. Um, that the scene in America, especially in yep. New Orleans, he said is just that's where it's at. Well, and Clarksville as well. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, you know yourself, um, Crystal. They've got the population there to to support it. You know, yes, we yeah. don't. You know, we might have. I think it's five million people in um, in Sydney, mm -hmm. but the blues population is. You know, like as small as yeah, a tiny, and, tiny and, fraction. And and then because of the age group, you know, um, I, I haven't seen a lot of my followers for ages because they're you know they're either on the road now they're doing their road trips. Yeah, they've moved away because they're, they're downsized and they want to move away from Sydney. Yeah. They've got a loved one that needs caring, so they can't go anymore. There's all these different reasons why a lot of people, you know, have disappeared off the blues scene. Yeah, right, um, right. And COVID so, also had a lot to do with it as well because one, that's one, right. one day we were gigging, staying, next day gone. Yeah, they got used to staying at home. Yes. You know, I've, I, I kid you not, my best supporter, and thank God he still supports me, but he used to go to at least two gigs a week, right? Yeah. Since COVID, you're lucky he'll go to my gigs and hardly anywhere else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he, and he used to go an average two gigs a week. Wow. It's a, so, yeah. it's a kind of a sign of the times, isn't it? And even even when you when they get they get on the pension, they don't have that extra extra money to spend. You no, know? not when beers are twelve bucks. Well, yeah, there's all, all these different, you know, um, reasons why, you know, the, the blues crowd is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Well, I think we should do our best to explode it and yep. make it more popular. And I'm sure I, I can promise you I'll be doing everything I can think of to, to do that. Yeah, well, Crystal, you know, like if 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 um you have any ideas i'm i'm so happy to 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 listen to them because i do at the end of the day as i said earlier in this conversation i'm only one person yeah. you know mm. um and you know thank god you know people like you and others you know um you know will actually 
appreciate what I do, and that's what keeps me going. Um, uh, plus, I've got the drive anyway. I mean, yeah. But it's really nice to be appreciated. Um, yeah, and as as long as I can, um, I'll, I'll I'll try and improve the scene. But it would be good to get other people on board because it just makes it, you know that much easier absolutely now we did talk a little minute ago about uh you doing some recording so do you have something that you could have could be sending me uh that i can just slot into the interview and we can have a listen to something original of yours that would be fantastic and i'm sure everybody would love to hear it yeah sure so look you know i'll send you uh um, Illawarra, Illawarra train because we live in the Illawarra. Yep. Um, so, um, and actually, Leah, um, there was a day there where she says, Oh, look, I really don't feel like going on the blues cruise. It was the only day, and I said, Well, look, you know, me and um, Cameron have just broke, you know, um, put down some guitar and stuff for this song, and I said, you know, every time I went into a train, you hear doors closing. Please stand clear. <laughs> you do. I, I, and I said, that's got to be the chorus. Anyway, anyway, she'd never written a song. By the time I got home, she'd written the whole bloody thing, you know. Oh, there and, you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a nice commercial song, the most commercial song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and what would and, be the name of the album? It's just the Ark Riders because it was the first, um, the first album. So I just chose to, chose it to, you know, be the Ark Riders. Yeah. So where could people purchase that from? So look, you know, don't ask me how you Google the Ark Riders and all of a sudden, you know, it's on different platforms. Don't ask me. But the best thing to do is probably uh, contact me. And I'll gladly sell you a copy, and that way I get all the money. Well, that's exactly right. I seen statistics yeah. the other day for all the different platforms, yeah. and I just thought, oh my god, you're kidding! That's all the artist gets. I know, I know. You know, they they tell me the best thing to do is to be on Bandcamp, um, and because they pay about seventy five percent. Okay. Um, but the thing is. As you know, most people listen to Spotify and God knows how many plays you've got to get before you earn a cent. You oh, know? quite it's, a few. It's it's crazy. Yep, so quite the best a few. thing to do is to contact the artist, whether it's me or anybody else. They've usually got copies mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that way they they get the whole kit and caboodle. And I know? think that that's what should happen too. So people could contact you through Ark Riders on Facebook, through that's... Blues Explosion on Facebook and through Blues Cruise. Or even or, or my page, Tony Cheney. And that way, you know, I mean, if people contact me, I'm happy to even give them a deal, you know, like I've got it. We've got a DVD of my 50th anniversary. I'll, I'll throw in a DVD, which is normally $25, and the album for $30, you know, just... Oh, that's fabulous. Because there's 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 not that many gigs, so I'm, I'm better off reducing the price um, and, and let somebody have a, a listen rather than, you know the stock sitting in my garage, which 100%. is the case for a lot of musicians. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, well, Tony, thank you so much for being on the show this evening. I've really enjoyed our chat. I think you're a fabulous fella and um, I look forward to talking with you more about uh, what we can do to get the blues going a bit better. And um, I certainly look forward to talking with you again in the future on this podcast. No, great, Crystal. So, yeah, um, it's been good good to be on. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to hopefully hearing from you. I'm sure I will. You will. And um, if, if we can put some ideas together and get, get it all happening in Sydney, that would be great. 
I think I think we can do it between the two of us. We can do it, and between the blues community as well. Yeah, get a few people on board. I think so. All right, Tony, thank you so very much, and I'll call it good night. Good night. Good thank night. You, thank you. Bye. Bye. And here is the track that Tony sent me. It's called Immigration, and it's his band, The Ark Riders. Enjoy. in real. 
Thank you for listening to Tony Cheney and I this evening. You have been listening to Conversations with Crystal. I am your hostess, Crystal. And until next time, please stay safe, stay happy, stay cool, stay awesome. But most of all, stay tuned to this channel. Good night.